0: My name is Zoan Park and I'm the host of Sarah for Ballet. This podcast is designed to highlight the diversity problem in the ballet world and illustrate experiences from students, guests, and experts and inspire people to advocate to eliminate racism and break stereotypes in ballet and the arts. Let's get started. Welcome to an episode of Sarah for Ballet podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a sensitive issue in the ballet industry, weight, and how this is manifested in ballet training and professional ballet companies. Historically, ballet has been known for idolizing a thin body. According to The Guardian, this has become a breeding ground for anorexia because of the extreme that ballet as an art form has stimulated. Most professional ballet dancers are naturally slender, However, even those with these genes who were selected as a young age for their physique feel that their bodies aren't good or skinny enough. There has been a notion that being skinny will help one get the award or help them be promoted in the company. Although there has been a lot of progress in the world of ballet, being slim and skinny with extreme dangers in health has still been prevalent in the ballet community. About a century ago, dancers were not expected to be excessively thin like now. They rather had bodies, that were more shaped through years of blight training, and being more physically active than others. In the mid-1920s, however, these conceptions of ballet dancers' bodies changed. Women, in general, were under a well pressure to become more slender by the zeitgeist, which encouraged boys' hips and flat breasts, promoted by a few such as the beauty and advertising industries. This was further encouraged by the idea of an androgynous body, highlighted by the changing choreographic aesthetic. As the concept of abstraction became more and more popular, choreographers, such as George Balanchine, focused on shape and line rather than story and character in ballet. This also created the leotard that dancers now wear in classes, and sometimes even on stage, for designs simpler that gives more clarity. A lot of dancers didn't like the leotards as it made them conscious of their weight. Thus, it is evident why dancers now have a difficult time in reaching their ideal weight for ballet dancers, especially when they wear a leotard every day in class. Some people have argued that there has been a fetishism in the perfect, slim body that a ballet dancer needs to have, which is destructive in itself. This image of this perfect body for ballet dancers has also been detrimental to the performance as well. American ballet theater physical therapist, Peter Marshall said, extreme thinness often leads individuals cannibalizing their protein stores, which results in losses in strength and power. And in my experience, increase their chances of injury, particularly stress fractures. As dancers are trying to lose weight rapidly, they're also getting weaker and weaker. For a lot of dancers, Losing weight leads to starvation, purging, and addictions to appetite suppressants. In addition, it doesn't help that a lot of companies have been turning a blind eye to the culture of eating disorders that has been caused by the perfect body notion. In 2012, Ballet's first ever international conference on eating disorders was hosted by Dance UK in London. Former Ballet artistic director Monique Mason announced. Any director of a company who said they have never had an anorexic dancer would have to have been lying. Ever since then, more ballet companies have been calling for change to instill a healthy body image among dancers within the company and beyond. However, there is still hope and there has been improvements in recent years. For instance, Royal Ballet Director Kevin O'Hare has promised professional psychological support at expert physical therapy for his dancers, while Tara Morojo at the English National Ballet announced that she was determined to instill the importance of a healthy body image and to root out any remaining instances of disordered eating among her dancers. Looking forward, it is essential to change the body image of ballet dancers in the ballet community. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Our Core 1 2022 Step Programme that gives free online ballet classes to children ages 5 to 10, especially those who can't afford it, from January to June 2022 is open now. Check out our website, stareforballet.com, to register to be connected with a volunteer. To keep up with our social media, check out our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.